Hey guys, my name is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio. Now, before we get started, I hope everybody who is listening to this is okay, and what I heard described as the spicy flu free? <laughs> um, but no, seriously, if you are in a country that has part of the coronavirus outbreak, make sure you wash your hand, make sure you don't listen to the stupid orange man too much, he'll not guide you in the right direction. Um, uh, and, you know, be safe out there. I just thought I should say that, considering I personally had to cancel long-standing plans with an old friend just because of this horseshit. Um, but, that said, my name is Alex. I probably didn't say that first. And you're listening to Lunchbox Radio, and that's all I will say about that up top, I promise. Um, so without further ado, let's kind of get into it. This might end up being a shorter one, I'm not sure. I'm doing this later than usual. Um, but, (laughs) uh, this episode we will be talking about a show about something else we get to yell about. Called, commonly referred to as Macross F. But generally referred to, but most people will probably know it as Macross Frontier. Now, for most of you who are listening to this, you may have actually not seen a Macross show before. You might have seen the movie Macross, Do You Remember Love? But more than likely, you probably, you may not have seen Macross at all before. And there's a big reason for that. And that has to do with licensing and nonsense. And you probably heard me talk about this on this podcast before, there's a little company in the world called Harmony Gold. And for a lot of you who just heard that, you're like, Harmony Gold, huh? That's the one the old people are always yelling, the old tacos are always yelling about? And for the old tacos listening, you just, you just pointed your fist at the sky and shook it and said, fuck Harmony Gold, which 
the latter of the two is actually the correct response because Hermione Gold is responsible for having a stranglehold on the Macross IP for decades at this point, which means that every time one of the biggest properties in anime releases a new series or show, you never see it licensed over here, you never see it streamed over here, because Harmony Gold wants so much money for the rights to do that stuff in other countries that it just doesn't happen. It's just like, it's possibly at this point more money than fucking Ava, because Ava got licensed by Netflix because Netflix threw a million dollars at the problem and also, yo, Gynax probably needs money. They are not they are not in the best shape. <laughs> Apparently never were in the best shape, question mark. Um, but that aside. So that's why if you've I you can be forgiven for never having seen one of the most popular Macross shows in recent memory, which is Macross Frontier. And here's why I launched into explaining Macross, which isn't as complicated as everybody wants to believe, but isn't, like, super straightforward. Well, actually, it is super straightforward, but it, it can get a little twisty at times, let's say, um, in, like, the soap opera sense. So what Macross is... What the concept of Macross is, is, like, giant alien people show up. I forget what they call the giant aliens in Macross, but they're they're giant alien people. They show up, and they want to, like, and they declare war on the human race. But the giant alien people have no pop culture, basically. So, like, they don't know how to handle fucking music <laughs> and so at first humanity is losing the is losing the battle so to speak and then they i forget exactly how in the first macross they discover hey this these catchy pop tunes also seem to fuck up the other side not just boost morale on our side and so it be Macross became over time this marriage of like almost idol anime and mech anime, like way before something like AKB 0048, which I've done an episode on. You can check out in the podcast feed. Um, way before something like that, it, it, Macross blended like idol anime performances with mecha action in a way. That that makes somatic sense to the story, and even when there's not like a direct link, like a totally direct tangible link, there are um like the 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 like backbone of that style of storytelling is still there if you look at something like Macross Plus, which I think I've done a um I think I've done a review of in this particular podcast. But that that is what also one of the only Macrosses you see 
over in America at all because somehow Harmony Gold like let their pinky finger slip and was like, "Oops, a masterpiece fell out." Um, but Macro, but Macross Plus, it, it's less of a te- it's less of a like helps them fight in more of a thematic like B plot thing that's happening with the idol part. And actually, I have a limited edition piece somewhere. Um, Sharon Apple, like, miniature, like, the, like, Sharon Apple that's, like, the computer-generated one from Macross Plus, I love that show, um, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely go check it out, but, so that's basically what Macross is, it's, like, fighting with some, it's, like, robot fighting plus the power of J-pop idol music, and I think it was, like, I think it came out in like 2011. I'm not sure. I haven't turned on my reference pad because I'm a moron. Um, but basically, Macross F, Mac, Macross Frontier, rather, I should really use the full name, um, kind of took all the parts of Macross and, and like put it together in a really appealing much more mass market package than had ever happened before. And so Macross F took took off in a way that it didn't um that it that the other shows didn't. I uh, it was really popular it was massively popular when it came out. It came out in the era of free YouTube and when people could still freely upload stuff to, not YouTube, but could still freely upload stuff to Hulu, key point. And it was on Hulu for many, 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 many years. Now I'm pretty sure the only way you can get it without importing it is to acquire it on the internet. <laughs> um, but it, it was it was this like big, shiny prestige thing that I think might have, like, celebrated, like, been a celebration of, like, 25 years of Macross, so they, like, really let loose on this thing, and it, it totally looks it. The, the character design is really top-notch, um, the story, while sometimes a little shaky, is really pulls at your heartstrings, and it really, um, this, by the way, the name of the alien race in Macross, it just came out from the deep part of my brain to the shallow part, is the Zentradi. Um, it really, it really, Macross Frontier really gave the story more of a modern anime feel than it typically was. Because, um, so... Mech anime tend, lots of mech anime, especially now, tend to have, like, a teenager bend, even if the anime itself, the, like, genre itself, more appeals to, like, war buffs and military nerds. Um, and I'm not saying the kind of military nerd that would watch Izetta the Last Witch, which is, like, oh, that's fucking weird. Um... And I'm also not saying that those same people probably watched um, 
Tanya the evil and like also maybe it's best to not know those people because they may be unhinged. Uh, just saying, like weird not Nazi shows and weird like doesn't know where it's going with itself magical girl nonsense doesn't seem great as a like a thing to be fans of, but who might say? Um so uh, Macross is the method of Macross are unique because they're basically like slightly humanoid, sometimes fully transforming, sometimes partially transforming um, fighter planes, space fighter planes. So, like, these planes transform into, like, humanoid mechas and transform back into planes, and they have pilots, and the pilots are, are typically at least part of the main cast of a Macross of any particular Macross show. I would... Bend. They are almost always the main cast of... They're probably always the main cast of a Macross show. I don't want to say that because... I don't want to say that outright because I haven't seen all of Macross. Because, once again, very hard to see all of Macross legally. Um, <laughs> so, I don't want to say, like, oh, hey, this is this is this is what this is and then somebody be like oh, I'm actually the main cast of Macross 2 is all reporters or something which sounds insane but the main cast of Macross 7 of Macross 7 consists of a lot of very assholey male reporters um but so what make what makes Macross Frontier truly different is like I said, it molds the Macross concept into a modern anime aesthetic and like thematic thing. It what's the best way to So in in the way that something like Gundam Double O change the way it, actually better example in the way the Gundam wing changed the way Gundam was treated as a property Macross Frontier probably does for Macross because it, in its in its designs and its treatment of its characters and its portrayal of a very fucking weird love triangle I it it brings it to like a more love by the time you're done watching as a viewer you'll probably care a, either more or as much about the love triangle as you do about the like war plot that's happening because the way this anime brings you in is it doesn't bring you in on like you know, the military action or any of that, it brings you in on the war, uh, on the war that's happened, on the, um, on a pop performance. And you meet the, and you meet this main character by the name of, 
Cheryl, you meet the, one of the main characters, one of the main three kind of like love triangle points um, in a very, very famous um, performer named Cheryl. And Cheryl is like, in a typical Macross show, she probably would have been the one who was the um who was the um like the pop, pop star who led the like who led the what's the word who, who led like the who led like the charge so to speak she would have been the pop star who they projected into space with, like, space lasers or some bullshit to, like, inspire the troops and, like, ramp down the ability of the Ventrati troops. Uh, but in this... But in this version of Macross, when, you, when the show opens up, it opens up on... Um, on a long, long, long era of peace. And I'm just looking for the... Um, Name of the male love interest. Oh god, where is it? Wikipedia sucks sometimes. But, um... So, it opens up on a pop performance, and, you know, Cheryl has hired members of this, like, um, very easy, very kind of, like, out-of-work members of this, um, UN Spacey, which, by the way, the UN Spacey is basically, like, the, um, what's it called? UN Spacey in the Macross world is the equivalent of, like, a world government, basically. And that and so they basically they have a military school and in military school for Macross basically you study to be a pilot and you study to be a pilot be, because that's that's the way that you fight in space is the way they make the so Macross probably draws a lot of inspiration let's say from films like Top Gun because it makes its pilots like these celebrity hot shots almost. Um, think uh, Ma Tom Cruise's character, something Maverick from um, Top Gun, but like he pilots a space plane that turns into a giant mech. Um, but. Um, where is his name? But so, Cheryl takes a liking to one of the, um, to one of the, to, to one of the students who's hired to do the, like, aerial smoke show, basically, at her, at her, um, at her concert. And, like, I know I said it before, but this thing is really, this thing is really gorgeous looking, 
And it uses like every inch of whatever budget they got. And um oh Alto is is the character's name. Al so she takes a liking to Alto and kind of the entire time we're following we're also following this character named Ronka Lee who you get the sense that her her father, I think, her dad, yeah, her father, um, works in, works in the UN spacey military. And, but for whatever reason, he, like, doesn't see his daughter much, doesn't want her to know much about it. And when, by the, I think by the end of episode one, the... Um, then try to attack in this in these mech called the Vajra, and the Vajra are these like big crab-looking nightmare things, and that ends the period of peace for between humanity and the Dentrati. And they they end up drafting. They end up Alpha ends up training for real because he finally gets to be a pilot and like fight in a battle. Um, all Alto's, um, classmates also train. But the thing that's interesting is, uh, Ronka falls into, who was originally just going to a Cheryl, to, um, Cheryl's, um, Cheryl Nome's concert on, uh, on the colony, ends up kind of, be, ends up becoming a, not just a romantic rival with, to Cheryl, but also a, a a idol rival to Cheryl, and Ronka ends up becoming the like Macross idol, where Cheryl starts to struggle with like trying to achieve that same goal, and Cheryl is totally privately funded. But Ronka is very clearly funded by the government, by the, like, space government. So she gets to have these, like, big performances. And for a while, they run them both at the same time. And then Ronka pulls ahead and Cheryl pulls ahead. And as far as the, like, love triangle goes, love triangle is very, like, early 2000s harem in that, like, as soon as it's, like, three steps forward four steps back, one step to the side, and then maybe half a step actually forward. And it it can get really frustrating to watch because it's just... I, it, it, it fucks with you because you're like, okay, just pick one. And then at some point, Ronka might be a bad guy, or Cheryl might be a bad person, or whatever. And it... It can get really exhausting. It doesn't mean that it's any less beautiful or any less good of a show. It can just... The love triangle is definitely there. So if you're going to a... If you're going to a... Macross show for, like, pure Macross... Seven might be more your jam. If you're going to a Macross show for, like... And you really like Macross Plus... You will probably really like this show. Because it's... It has a lot of the same 
It's like the same. It has a lot of the same love triangle elements, but with the like gender ratio flipped that Macross Plus had. Um, it. The the thing I will say is unfortunate about Macross Frontier is that it does the thing that like you never want to hope for, but you hate to see it when it happens. Is that I'm pretty sure the real ending is in the Macross Plus movie, like that's where they ended the show, um, because the show kind of stops at the show has a definite stopping point where. It doesn't decide on the love triangle and like, but like everything else seems okay. So it, it does the thing where like, okay, you're going to root for one of these two girls. You're going, you're going to root for Cheryl or you're going to root for Ronka. I have a figure of Ronka. I don't have one of Cheryl. If that makes, if that gives you any hint as to who I probably root for. And it doesn't, it doesn't, so I tend to like my ro- my romance to pick a fucking side, if that makes any sense. I, I don't like, and don't believe me, I watch tons of, like, romance shows that do this, but I don't like it. I don't like when... Romantic comedy anime or even romance anime, like, don't pick a side. They just let everything just kind of, like, meander and languish. That's part of the reason why I actually like Nana, because Nana picks a side, and it, like, it is fully aware of... Nana is a show that is fully aware of... It's property, period, not just a show... It's fully aware of what it is doing and that it isn't showing its viewers a healthy relationship. But it's trying to show its viewers the kind of relationship that could exist in a set of circumstances if the person was not out for, if like the female character involved was not out for a healthy relationship. If, if Hachi wanted a healthy relationship, she would not have, you know, gotten knocked up by and chosen to live with and be married to Takumi. She just wouldn't. She would have stayed with, what's his face? Um, fuck. Um, Nobu, I think his name is. She would have stayed with him and, like, gotten married to him and they would have had a happy life. But the point of Nana, the point of, like, the story of Nana is that is not Hachi's goal. At some point. And that... And she realizes... <laughs> she kind of realizes that she's a... Terrible person in the way lots of... People end up being terrible people. Like, along the way to that show. And... When... To the end of that show. And at the end of that show... You realize... That like, oh... She's having regrets about being a dirtbag. <laughs> And, like, it makes it, it makes that show even more melancholy. And if you're looking for more out of that show, go read the manga because, yo, it gets worse. Um, but the thing about, so 
I like I like romance shows that pick a perspective and a side, and the probably Macross Frontier's biggest fault is that the love triangle goes on forever. Like it, it becomes very clear at one point that you know Alto should pick either Ronka or Cheryl, but he just doesn't. Not because he's like capable of it and just doesn't. Probably because he's a dumbass. And like Isamu Dyson in um Macross Plus is like portrayed as being this like you know loose cannon pilot who like he he's portrayed as very much being the like Maverick from Top Gun of the Macross universe. He's also played, hilariously enough, voice acted by Brian Cranston, which, as a, a tidbit of knowledge, I love. But he he has conviction, and he has, like, a real soul behind him, and he has more kind of personality in him than is in Alto for most of the series. The, the thing, the overriding thing that you come away from the series with Alto is that he's, like, very driven. He hates his family business. His family business... So, and this is the other thing, is, like, yes, Isamu has, like, an interior, but they have clever world-building moments that flesh out the universe of Macross Frontier in a way that I think is really smart. So with Alto, you find out the reason why he's, like, very... that he's really well-known, but he's not really well-known for being a pilot. He's really well-known for being a kabuki actor and playing a woman. (laughs) And, like, his... Like, the cast members who are his classmates play jokes on him, like, put, like, putting a kimono in in his room or, like... Give or like gifting him a dress, and he, he it pisses him off because he is from a famous kabuki acting family, and that's what his family wants him to be doing. Except he wants to like be recognized as his own gender at the very least, so he ends up going into being a pilot. And Along the way, he finds the drive to actually be a pilot, but it starts out as an act of rebellion against his rich, super rich family. And that is, like, dropped, like, I dropped throughout the show as, the, as, like, a background element of his character development, which is actually very smart. But then you turn around and he's, like, this, like, fucking oaf when it comes to, like, romance and all that shit. And I know... Believe me, I know. Believe me, I know, guys. I I know we guys can be absolute morons when it comes to matters of the heart or whatever you want to call it. But Jesus, is this guy dumb when it comes to that shit? Like he just he's just an idiot, and he he's like so much of an idiot that every other male cast member is like, "Ah, oh, you fucking moron!" Like, oh god damn it, you fucking moron. And it beca- and like it, that's the part of the show that I say 
if you don't like love triangles that drag on forever, maybe don't watch Macross Frontier. But if you don't mind it, it's a beautiful looking addition to Macross if you can find it. And it's really well worth your time because it it's got great music. It's got it's phenomenal looking front to back. It's like kind of uh, the visuals of just the colony and like space and all that stuff are are really amazing. The the treatment of the female characters, and this is probably why they made Alto into a little bit of a sack of hammers for the show. The treatment of the female characters is really interesting because the female characters in this show are the ones who have the agency and take the agency on a romantic level. Like, whenever there's some advancement in the, like, romance between Alto and Ronka, Ronka's the one who took the, who, like, did it. She's not, she is not a helpless flower waiting to be picked. The same thing with Cheryl. Now, the way they depict Ronka and Cheryl is much more, like, flat out like anime stereotype Ronka is very clearly like taken after the Rei Ayanami Dandere thing I, Cheryl is definitely like a generation's Asuka in like the Yandere sense of the the archetype and they play those off each other but the thing they do the thing they also do in those stereotypes is in their private moments when they do when they don't have to be performing publicly either for a huge audience or towards each other or towards alto they have these revelations of like Ronka's like no if I want this I should go for it um Cheryl's like is this really what I want is this really what I should be doing and it it ends up it become it becomes a like less how should I put this it becomes a less flat portrayal of both of those character types than is often found in a in an anime scenario like a love triangle between a dude a yandere and a dandere <laughs> um. But it, it's so it's it's just it's an interesting show. I thought I'd talk about it since I haven't talked about I don't think I've talked about Macross on the show yet. Actually I've probably talked about Macross Plus, but if I haven't, that's definitely on the docket. Um and I I I think that regardless of fucking Harmony Gold's intent like intentions with this series it macross is such a it's such a creature of the 80s it's such a creature of like what if gem and the holograms had more starscream in it <laughs> which is the best way i can think of to talk about macross um that it and it's persisted for years, right? I, the last series, I think, came out in 2018. 
and was Macross Delta. And because Macross Frontier was such a success, it took Cheryl and um, Ronka forward into Macross Delta as like a singing trio. They added a third one. I didn't watch it because it once again, Harmony Gold had made their life mission to make sure that Macross fans outside of Japan have to struggle to consume the content at all. Which is why the, the, the screed fuck Harmony Gold is like etched in the heart of every old, old Taku like on Earth. Even probably in Japan because Japan's like Wait, why are we... Why, why are you not just making the money? Fuck. Fuck. And also, the thing you should know about Macross, the Macross property, is Harmony Gold didn't create Macross. It just owns the license until somebody there fucking dies. And... Uh, the thing I should bring up is last year, if you are on any Twitter at all, anime Twitter at all, you probably saw everybody, maybe including me, get real excited because their their licensing window was closing and we were like, we're going to get it. We're going to get all the Macross now. Not just Southern Cross buried in fucking Amazon Prime. We're going to get all the Macross. And then it just didn't happen. And like, it, it was like a weird, fucked up nightmare. Like, like nightmare that we all saw coming. And like, it was like, we all like, we're going to get it. And then under our breath, we'd be like, but probably not. But we're going to get it. And when it happened, when... Harmony Gold, like, swooped in with, like, we're renewing our license. <laughs> well, basically everybody on Earth who knew anything about the anime industry was like, of course you are. Of course you shitbags are going to continue to just shit in your bags until the end of time. Of course you are. Why would I expect anything less? And so, I mean, if you talk to most old Taku, you'll probably find that, like, there are some except there are some very significant exceptions made to the pirate to the rule of like you should not pirate shit, and Macross is usually one of the big ones. Like if you are into Macross, you have probably have a lot of knowledge about how to pirate anime off of the internet because that is the primary way in which lots of people have watched and continue to watch Macross. Um, but, and this, so, if you like this episode, feel free to leave a review, a, fi a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Um, my name has been Alex, and you've been listening to Lunchbox Radio, and until next time, I'll talk to you later. Going
答えが欲しい